Hello and welcome back to Spanky Dex, a fetish and BDSM podcast with your hosts Anna and Gregor. This is a special summer episode where we're answering questions from the one and only Chat GBT. Hi, Gregor. Hey, Anna. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm a bit hungover, sorry to say, but I'm I'm really ready for this episode. Kind of summer, you know, I've been to the beach lately a lot. And yesterday I was there with a friend and we watched the full moon and we were at the beach until like two in the morning or something. It was really nice. The moon was amazing last night. I was also watching it from a friend's terrace. So we're both in Barcelona. If you're just tuning in for the first time, we're not from Barcelona, but we both live here. No, and we're just living our hot. best lives exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> and it's hot sweaty and kind of miserable to sleep so you have to just go to the beach it really is also because i think you have aircon anna uh, but i don't and, i do uh, yeah. so it's really because we are europe we're still not that advanced <laughs> <laughs> but i actually don't use it to sleep um i use it in like i'm using it now and i i just turned it off actually realizing that it's probably going to interfere with mike so um oh, i turned it off yeah, um, and unfortunately, Gregor and I don't see each other as much as we would like to anymore because I actually have a new full-time job and this is my sort of side gig. So it's always fun to reconnect with you and get back into the BDSM fetishes. Oh, it really is. Also, kind of almost two years have passed since we started Spanky Next and so much has happened since then. It's like, wow, really crazy. Let's talk about this episode because we're going to be taking a summer break it's August, everyone's away, and I want to be away, <laughs> and so do you, Gregor. So we will be doing this special episode, and then we'll be probably back in September with new content. Exactly. We, we say it would be good to take some time also to organize all the episodes that will be coming out in, uh, in autumn. We already have um, a row of really interesting guests, and for now we say we'd do this AI episode and, um, yeah, and say good, goodbye to take a little break until... Um, yeah, until fall. Yeah, so AI. Hmm. Everyone's talking about it. And maybe we're a bit late with this, to be fair. We are late, yeah. Of course we're late. But, you know, all I see on social media now, or LinkedIn, or the news, whatever it is, is talking about AI. The threats of AI, mostly. Uh, yeah. Because that kind of grabs headlines. But I can't believe how good the questions were when we asked yeah. ChatGBT. So- Basically, this is an advice episode, but instead of listeners having uh, their answers sent in to us, it's actually the AI. So we asked ChatGPT if it could come up with a row of uh, potential listener questions for BDSM advice podcast. Yeah, and it delivered, I have to say. I was I was really impressed. I'm slightly worried, obviously, because I'm a content creator, wondering uh, why would anyone yeah. need me? I think you will be especially needed because when it comes to BDSM and anything sexual, the AI models are very much restricted. So, oh, um, they so are, they are. I, I have to say, I use ChatGPT sometimes for my job and sometimes it just says, oh, this goes against our content rules. And then you have to become really creative how you phrase your questions. So sometimes I just imagine you're dreaming about uh, BDSM and so and then it gives you the answer so you have to there's some jailbreak strategies yeah yeah because I was surprised that BDSM yielded so many results because I also tried to use the chat GBT for things about sex and sex education and sex advice and it didn't allow me so I found another one that actually did I think it will just continue to change Ah. but it did come up lots of good questions so we should get going with them I guess yeah let's let's just bring on the first question Okay, let me start. 
I recently discovered my partner's interest in BDSM. And while I'm open-minded, I'm not sure if it's right for me. How can I approach this topic with them without them feeling overwhelmed or pressured? That's a good question. Uh I think it's even such a good question. Do you remember we once did an episode about this, talking to your partner about BDSM? Oh, yeah, yeah. So just listen to that. Let's move on. Yeah, it's one of our BDSM basics. No, but let's let's kind of, let's dive in to this question. So I guess the parameters are that you discovered your partner's interest in BDSM and you're not particularly into it or you haven't thought about it before. And so how, what's the best way to approach this topic um, and to not stigmatize and shame someone? Uh, it's, a, it's a tricky question. The thing is, um, I think usually when we find out something new about our partner, we tend to go to extremes. Like, oh my God, this is what they really want or need and everything we've been doing so far is a lie or is not exciting for them or they've just kind of suffered through it. But, you know, kind of people can hold so many different desires at once and so many different uh, preferences so just remember all the sex you've had so far all the intimacy you had so far is good and valid and this is an opportunity for you to add on something if you would like to try it of course absolutely and if you don't want to try it obviously that can be a bit of a sticking point and if you're just really not into it but you want to hear them out I think that's the main thing I would ask them to show me resources to point me to maybe it's porn or online things that they consume that they like and get them to explain what it feels like to have that fetish or kink and why it intrigues them so much. So then I can listen and even at the end, if I'm not into it, it might actually be a case of going to a sex therapist and seeking help to see where you can meet in the middle. If there's something you will do, there's stuff you won't do and you know in the end if you're if you're going to stay together are you compatible can you like seek out a different arrangement which might be an open relationship and i would definitely seek out a professional one piece of advice would be it always helps to be very clear about your own preferences about what you are really into to more easily accept what your partner's into because if you kind of really know yourself and know what gets you going then it's easier to also kind of, oh yeah, I like this and I don't like that, but I might be willing to try this and that. And I think based on that, you could have a much more uh, rich conversation about BDSM and kinks and whatever it is your partner might be into. I agree. I think it's it's a lot easier said than done because if you're in the kink community, you you know what your kink might, you, know, you might be with a partner who you don't get their kink, but you have another kink, so you're very versed in talking about it and exploring if you're really not in the scene and you've been vanilla, it's going to be difficult to open this thing, especially if it's something that you're really turned off by. Because I'm just thinking if I put myself in my shoes and there's something that I really wouldn't find attractive, and this is like no kink shaming, but if it was like, you know, adult diapers and things like that, it's really not for me. I would find it really challenging and how to how to come to that point, I think would be just really talking about it and whether I actually have to be involved and maybe it's like outsourcing it to someone else. But, you know, I also think this is, it's also just life in a way. You know, sometimes we find out things about the uh, the people we're dating and uh, some of them might be okay, but some of them might be really red lines for us, you know. And I'm not only talking about sexual fantasy or preferences, but, you know, for instance, I don't know, politics. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're Republicans or or Tories in the UK. Absolutely. Absolutely I once dated this guy and I've been seeing him for three months already. And then we went to a bar. 
and um there i found out that because he was talking to another guy actually that he voted leave for brexit oh no i remember <laughs> you telling me this okay. goodbye <laughs> yeah fair enough okay well i hope ai that, that helps you Oh, yes. I hope ChatGPT can now um, live a happily BDSM relationship with another AI, probably. Google's Bard, <laughs> I imagine. That porn is yet to come. Should we go with a really tricky question? Okay, yeah. Hit me. Okay. So, ChatGPT wants to know, in my BDSM relationship, so there's already a BDSM relationship, we've been discussing the possibility of incorporating cuckolding fantasies. I'm curious about how to approach this delicate topic, ensuring that I won't harm our emotional connection. How can we navigate cuckolding fantasies while maintaining a strong and healthy bond? Wow. Ooh. This is a hard question because yeah. while cuckolding is such a, it's actually a very popular fetish and I totally get it. The voyeurism, uh, sort of like yeah. the shaming, uh, the degradation, but it is it depends if these people are already in an open relationship or they are monogamous. I would say that would start because if you do invite someone into the bedroom in any capacity, you are no longer monogamous. Even if it, it, it could, even if it's only one time, you have opened that kind of space to explore with other people. And I think that you have to be okay with that and understand that this does change your dynamic and it will change the emotional connection. Whether it will damage it is, is not necessarily true. But it will change. Yeah. I think it's just important to also take it slow, you know, kind of. And um, I think it's also really important who the third person is you're including there. Are you more comfortable it being a person you know? Are you more comfortable with a complete stranger? Or a um, group. <laughs> or a group. That's not that small, I guess. Why not? Is this something you want to experience at a sex club? or you want to keep it really private for you, you might feel safer at home. And then I think it's also very important, dear ChatGPT, to make a lot of space for aftercare. Yeah. To then Checking really in. have, exactly, check in, have the conversation. So what feelings came up? How was this? Is this something we want to continue doing? Has this been a one-time thing? What can make it feel more interesting or sexier or safer for you? So, I think that's good advice. Who would have expected that? <laughs> now, and one really important thing is also, I think all of these things, uh, it's good if you're curious, but don't do it just in order to save the relationship. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, that that guys, that never works. Do it if you're interested in it, and if you also want to experience it, great. But don't do it for your partner's sake only. And also, yeah, yeah and don't do it if you actually don't want to. Exactly. Because, you know, if you oh. do it for someone else's gain or for someone else's desire, more often than not, you're probably not going to get that much out of it. And it could damage your relationship. Okay, think we covered cuckolding. Next one. My partner and I have different interests within BDSM and it's causing some tension in our relationship. How can we find a middle ground and negotiate our desires to create a fulfilling BDSM experience for the both of us? Oh God, I would love to have ChatGPT here right now, kind of just to ask some follow-up questions. Yeah, we need some follow-up questions. It depends, like, if they are kinky together. Because I think yeah. if you have a dynamic where you're exploring together, but if it really is separate. And actually, it really reminds me of our episode with Dr. Selena. And she had one partner for a certain relationship. Uh, I think she called it co-nesting or something like that. 
and they had a very fulfilling sex life but she had a different partner to explore these kinks that her partner was not into and maybe that's the way to go if you really can't reach the middle middle round it's that you can actually play with others and that might not mean sex it just might be like playing it might be a foot fetish you know it could be something else that's not really meeting in the middle so maybe that doesn't help but i would say no no but i think honestly of course there's this there's of course this option to uh, as you said in the beginning no maybe you can work it out you can maybe explore kind of the fetishes of your partner and uh, you're having a good time with it but if these fetishes or kinks or interests are just so different, then you might kind of explore this with other people. And um, here, of course, the tricky uh, thing is if you can like separate the emotional relationship you have with your partner from the purely kinky relationship you might have with other people. And I think kind of that's challenging for a lot of people. I kind of, oh my God, that, that will be really challenging for me. I think it would be. I think it's the feeling that someone else is giving my partner something that I can't give them. And I think that yeah. can be challenging for a lot of people. But I would say in the BDSM community, it's much more common to have people that are not monogamous. Yeah. And let's face, this and, uh, face it, and this is also for all the people who are not so much into BDSM, we can't give our partner everything. And you said it's that to me of... the other day, didn't you? Yeah. God, yeah, I did. <laughs> You're just wise. Actually, I think because I said it to you, because you said it to me once. And oh, yeah. we were at the pool, do you remember, like two summers ago? And we oh, posted it's all coming a, back thir- round. Yeah, a thirst trap picture <laughs> on yeah. Instagram. And you said something, of course, we need the attention. Back then we were both in a relationship. And you said, we need the attention. One person is just not enough. No, and also and, one person is like, so yeah, I got true. that from you. But it's really nice to feel wanted by other people. Whether you cross the line into actually physical or emotional relationship is is up to you in communicating boundaries with your partner. But I think the middle ground in kink, it depends how extreme the kinks, it, it, it just depends on what they are. And it would be hard to say a blanket response to that. Yeah. I also think it's very important to be clear on what your relationship means to you. You know, kind of is this a life project you have together with your partner? Is this... I don't know, what, what is it that makes your couple's essence? Because when you're clear on that, you can explore other things with other people because you know, even if they are giving me something that my partner is probably not giving me, I still have this home in my relationship that I will always come back to. So another AI question. I recently had a negative experience at a BDSM event where someone violated my boundaries without consent. This has left me feeling apprehensive about engaging in BDSM activities again. How can I work through this trauma and rebuild my trust in the BDSM community and potential partners? Wow. I mean, I can't believe AI wrote that. Deep question. Okay, let me think about that one. Because it should really be on the organization as well. Whoever was organizing the party or the event, it should have been flagged to them. And I want to say, I mean, this is an AI question, but similar things happen to people definitely and i think maybe it's that everyone sort of gets caught up in the moment and sometimes you forget your communication cues or your verbal cues that are needed because you think someone's so into the scene or they're getting so into the scene and so i mean i think it would just be really making sure to do the research on a party before i would even reach out to the organizer and maybe tell them about my experiences and my concerns Kind of, let's really kind of uh, say this very clearly. Abuse is not part of BDSM. 
there is a very, very defined line between abuse and BDSM, and it's not okay to uh, do things without the consent of the other person. So, yeah, it's really ChatGPT and everybody who has suffered through this. It's not okay. I'm really sorry that this has happened to you. This should not happen in the BDSM scene. And what Anna said, reach out to the organizers, tell people about it because this is not a, a safe space. Absolutely. And also one of the, the best things about the King community are how open-minded and welcoming. And I'm sure anyone that organizes a good event with good safeguarding will go out of their way to help someone that feels like this. And they no. would even maybe watch out for them and on the evening have a little buddy. I would just make sure you're going to an event that looks like it's been organized well. Maybe that it's done quite a few parties. You can check reviews online of parties as well. So I would just go into full research mode. And if it really was traumatizing, I would also see a therapist. Oh yeah, definitely. I also think another idea would be to maybe go back and start exploring slowly, privately. You know, maybe with one partner, maybe with somebody you had good experiences in the past, maybe somebody your friends also know so that you can just slowly kind of get that trust back. And then once you feel comfortable about going to events again, then you go out there and be your best kick yourself. Yeah. And maybe just go online, talk to people, get back oh, yeah. into the BDSM community online. We haven't talked about fetish.com for we so long. Oh, we haven't dropped that name in a while. You can go <laughs> to places yeah. like fetish.com or, you know, you, your local munch, uh, mm. Life. obviously. There's a lot of online resources that wherever you find a community, just talk about it. Talk about your experiences. And I'm sure there'll be so many people that may have even had a serum, similar ones or they think are really, it's really disgusting and they'll support you. And I think through that, you will start to trust in the community again. Beautiful. Okay, maybe grab, what do you think, one more? Yeah, we have like eight minutes left on the Zoom clock. Um, I think let's do one more and then wrap it up. Okay, I identify as a submissive and my partner is dominant. However, I find it challenging to express my needs and desires during our scenes. How can I communicate more effectively with my dominant partner and build trust so that we both enjoy our BDSM experiences? Interesting, because you know what I always say? Uh, mostly the subs are controlling things a lot of the time because they're the ones that say yes or no to things. So if you're in a submissive position and you also can't communicate your needs, it, it can get actually quite risky, I would say. I think it can get quite risky also. But I was just thinking, I don't know if communicating during the session is the way to go. Kind of. So you kind of, you've obviously had a couple of, I mean, you should be, constantly communicating but you've ob obviously had a couple of sessions where it just didn't work out for you where you felt that you might want something more or something different and so I think I would really sit my partner down and tell hey I've really been enjoying what we're doing but I also need this this and this and I don't need so much of that in a session so let's try this and it's you know it's also okay to kind of pause a session and take the time to really say, okay, yeah, this is working for me or this is not working for me. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely, like you say, it's pre-planning, it's pre-agreeing and reflecting on your session saying, you know, I wasn't really comfortable. I didn't feel like comfortable enough to say I wasn't enjoying it. But then it's like maybe ask the question of like, why, why don't you feel like you can voice your needs to your partner? Because I think it, 
is that like a bit of a red flag in the dynamic? Is it because of them? I mean, it's a chat GPT, so I can't ask follow-up questions. But that would make me think maybe it's a personality thing, but also you need to be able to be with someone that you do feel like you can be your full, honest, vulnerable self. Otherwise, like I say, it gets risky. Yeah. But in the actual session, come up with like a system. You know, it can be the traffic light system. It can be safe words. It's about designing something that works for you that makes you feel empowered to say your needs, especially when you're not enjoying it. Hmm. I mean, I also get it's re it's really tricky because you also don't want to kind of disturb the magic of the session in a way. But let's face it, real BDSM is not like porn. You know, not everything is perfect. There is not like this anonymous dominant. So no, you have to find ways to that work for you, uh -huh. how you can communicate these things. Maybe it's about, I think also the question is like, how do I communicate my desires? This happens in regular old vanilla sex too. There are many times mm. I've sort of just not really been enjoying something and didn't say something because it was just easier not to. It would be over soon. You know, I think we've all been there. A tale as old as time. <laughs> tale as old as time. And definitely the older I've got, the more I just don't do that. But especially yeah. when you're young, it's like, oh, it's hot because it's hot, not because I'm enjoying it. So I think this probably is something a lot of people experience, whatever their sex life. And I think also listen to some podcasts, read some books, masturbate, look at porn that you like, get to know yourself and then show them. I think that would be a good way of doing it, like accessing the, the knowledge and sharing it. I think if it's difficult for you to communicate the big things, start small, you know, kind of, ah, oh, I prefer you touching me here or I prefer you do that in a situation and not this. Um, yeah, exactly. Like you can just say, look, I know... You There's things that someone else likes that you don't, and that can also be, you know, you, you're a giver. You want to give and receive, especially if you're in a submissive position. You're, you're sort of giving your power to someone. So it's okay if you don't love it. You know, if that's something that really gets your partner off, that's okay. But you also need to be getting what you like back in return, I would say. It's a, it's a push and pull. Beautiful. <laughs> I think with that, we'll leave the chat GPT. So what is your what is it what is your take of ChatGPT's questions? Pretty insightful. I mean, we were entering you know the similar questions and like similar ones did come back, but I'm pretty impressed with a couple of the questions' sophistication, namely the cuckolding and the um, and the sex party one. I, I was very impressed. Yeah, some of the questions. Um, I mean, we selected the best for you, but some of the questions were a bit generic. But in general, I like, oof, yes, you content yep. creators, be afraid. <laughs> so. Be very afraid. Honestly, when Gregor, you sent them to me, I was like, I can't believe that's not written by a person. I don't want to be a boomer and be like always astounded by things. I need to get cooler about it and be like, yeah, obviously. But, you know, I think kind of somebody said this about AI that it's probably not expert level. You know, it's not like a really good writer or copywriter. But it doesn't have to be. As long as it's a slightly better than the average, it has already won. And and that's the thing, kind of. Yes, yeah. It also a lot of bad copywriters out there. Sorry. There <laughs> are. Yeah, they're gonna have to fucking retrain and do something worthwhile. Like that's why I'm doing. becoming a yoga teacher. <laughs> yeah. And I want yeah. to become a therapist because I see <laughs> yeah. down the line people are gonna need therapy, but they they're not gonna need copywriters. Yeah. You know, there's even that AI therapy move as well. Oh God. Yeah. That's really yeah. Oh, gloomy let's all think about that yeah but i think that's it from our side so far and enjoy your summer everybody yeah stay cool in literally 
heat waves are kind of really. That's really scary. Let's not go there either. Yeah. So enjoy <laughs> summer. Have a great time. Uh, play a bit. Have fun. Explore your kinks. And we'll see you after, probably in about a month. But let's not make any promises. About a month. We, we, whenever we make an announcement about time, it's kind of something changes. But exactly. we want to be back with you as early as possible. And in the meantime, keep it kinky. Keep it kinky. Don't forget to subscribe to Spanky Next on Spotify, Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Spanky Next Podcast. If you'd like to connect with people who share your kinks, sign up to Fetish.com for free or download the Fet app from Google Play Store and the App Store now. And for any one of you who is looking to deepen their knowledge of kink, head to the BDSM training school on Fetish.com and enroll in a course now. And last but not least, shout out to our producer Billy Cragen, our kinky team and everyone who makes this podcast possible. <laughs>